Hey guys, welcome back to Diverse the Tea. I'm Meek. And I'm Lauren. And we're two friends who love to flop chop. And cut up. Before we get into our topics, we're going to do highs and lows for the week. Lauren, go ahead. Okay, so my high for the week was whenever our little friend group went to the escape room. We... We made it out that thing. We showed it. <laughs> we had no faith in ourselves. We nope. made it out two minutes to spare. Yup. Our little, uh, what would you call him? Our little tour guide or whatever. Our guide or something. <laughs> he was helping us out. Can't even <laughs> give him his props. I know he was tired of us. We were screaming all up in his ears. But we did that thing. He might have helped us, but we did that by ourselves. I've got to say. We only got like six hints. <laughs> yeah, maximum. <laughs> but I really did not think we were going to make it. And we did. We were putting our minds together. Yeah. We could not make it no family feud because we'd be fighting. But... <laughs> Pick the right game show. <laughs> we were getting so mad at each other if someone could not figure something out. I wasn't listening, but as soon as we got a clue, we was all eh! <laughs> all for it. <laughs> good yeah. time. It was good. It was, it was so fun. We were too good. And my low would have to be whenever I found out little TJ died. Oh. I know um, he was struggling. He had like an autoimmune like issue um okay. that he was like hospitalized a lot for mm-hmm. and if you don't know who that was he was most popular for his worry about to eat worry about to eat that video <laughs> worry about to eat it it's very much my mood 90 percent of the time rest in so. peace he was very young there's been a lot of young deaths recently just yeah on social media and in real life so Meek, what was your highs and lows for the week? So my high for the week is I went to the gym the other day and this guy came up to me and was like, do you sing? And I was like, hmm, no, what you talk about? <laughs> he was like, do you sing? I was like, no. He was like, you give me like this Nelly vibe. And I was like, okay, bro, that's weird. But for those of y'all who don't know, I do a little music on the side. I do produce. You know, I try to work on my writing, um, but I haven't put anything out there like that for real. So I kind of was like, yo, that's so weird. Why this dude said that to me? But I went up to him later and I was like, let me ask you a question. Why'd you say that? And he was like, I just see music all around you and I just get this vibe, this energy from me, but don't listen to me. I'm an old man. And I said, well, old man, I do be making music. I do be out here in these streets. I do be... With it, <laughs> I, I do be ewe, ewe with it, you know what I'm saying? So he was like, Oh, that's cool. And I was like, Do you are you an artist or something? He was like, I'm a painter. I was like, Okay, the painter, He's like, artist with his hands. okay, artist with the hands, you know, art comes in different forms. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm an artist with the mouth, but <laughs> this is a family um podcast. <laughs> My damn, <dad>, sorry, <laughs> sorry to the families, but. Yeah, it was just weird. It was like artist to artist kind of like contact, just like a really weird vibe. But it was like a I see you, you see me type of vibe. And I really appreciated that. Like, I really appreciated that. And my low for the week, y'all, when I tell y'all, my brother texted me. I was at work. I got the text message. Young Dolph was assassinated, y'all. When I tell y'all, I was heartbroken. If you listen to the first podcast... You would know my cousin, Jody Badass. That's my cousin out here. I'm talking about my first cousin out here. That's blood right there. Listen, I was so worried. I was so saddened. I started seeing everybody post. Y'all, Preach is one of my favorite 
fuck y'all lauren know all the words to preach <laughs> lauren know the club and it comes on everybody just has to turn to me <laughs> i have to show out you know? what boy in the 80s right baby you look, i'm telling you even though i was only born in 99 but <laughs> i was born in 98 but <laughs> I, I will say it <laughs> i will say it on my chest like y'all i'm heartbroken to this moment, now I'm seeing all these clips and these videos of Young Dolph with his family, Young Dolph talking to the youth, Young Dolph just, you know, being a real outstanding man. And, you know, people always wanna uh, highlight somebody like when they're gone and when they're not here, but I'm telling you, you gotta tell the people that you love, that you love them. You don't know when people are gonna be gone because y'all look at Lil TJ. Yeah. Look, at, look at Young Dolph, y'all, it's Dolph. We ain't gonna get that. So and it's been a lot of famous people, you know, Kobe. Yeah, since 2020. Yeah. I said a lot of people. RIP Kobe. We're not gonna forget that. We're not gonna forget that. RIP everybody who's been passed away yes. just in the past two years. Families. I know they're going through it. Yeah. Losing children, husbands, fathers. Fathers. Mothers. Oh my god, it's too much. I did, my cousin um, posted a video of Monica. Shout out to Monica. She had a concert and she played Preach and she was singing with the crowd. It was just so beautiful. You know, you gotta celebrate people while they're alive, so. Yes. All right, girl. So Lauren, what's your topic for the week? Well, before we get into our topics, I did want to address the Kyle Rittenhouse trial just a little bit. Talk to him. So if you don't know what's going on with that, basically in 2020 in Wisconsin, a white law enforcement officer shot and killed a black man named Jacob Blake seven times in the back. And he was cleared of his criminal charges and obviously protests began to happen. So protests began to happen in Wisconsin um, due to this officer not being charged. And that's where Kyle Rittenhouse kind of falls into play. Kyle Rittenhouse is from Illinois and he traveled from Illinois to Wisconsin. Based on the article, some say that he had the AR with him crossing state lines. Other articles said that he got the- Allegedly. Weapon. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so he got the weapon in Wisconsin from a friend. So I don't really know which one is fact or not because multiple articles said different things. However, he did have an AR semiotic rifle that he brought mm. to a protest. This protest was about the police brutality done on a black male by a gun. And he brought a semiotic rifle to the protest. Now, granted, he was not the only male with these type of weapons, but he did end up fatally killing two people and injuring one by shooting them. And basically he was acquitted of everything. Acquitted America, acquitted. Now I know a lot of people are shocked and a lot of people aren't. Honestly, we weren't really that shocked. I'm not shocked, but I'm disappointed. I'm disgusted, like. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I have to come on the microphone and say, I remember whenever Trayvon Martin got shot and when I was younger, I just felt like, Obviously, they're gonna do the right thing. They shot a kid and they shouldn't get away with that. And when that man got away with it, that's when everything changed. And you know what? I feel bad for the little boys and girls who were in the same position as I was in when I was younger and I saw that. And they were expecting a certain outcome. And now they're kind of like, 
get in that shock reality like yeah this is real this is real time yeah now in wisconsin and illinois it is a against the law to have a gun under the age of 18 wow. now there are certain limitations or like I don't know. You can, in some cases, you can get a gun. So allegedly, if you're young and white, you can get a gun. <laughs> Basically. But, so I didn't watch the trial in full. I did watch bits and pieces. But from the articles I was reading, the prosecutors were spending too much time basically trying to say that Kyle, that he did it, which he already admitted to doing it. They weren't spending enough time disproving the self-defense um, verdict. Mm. So that's kind of where all went wrong. So I blame the prosecutors for one, and the judge was trash. The judge was trash. <laughs> the judge was trash. So basically, that whole trial was a hot mess. We're sorry for obviously the family of the victims and yes they were victims yes they were victims all writers and all the different things but no he victims um, yes Kyle Rittenhouse is not a victim he's not a hero not a hero <laughs> not a victim yes so, 17 years old right he was 17 years old of the act at the time of the act yes honey pull up in the monster automobile gangster he's a monster period <laughs> So we did just want to go ahead and highlight that because um, that is recent news. And that um, is diversity, honey. Yes. We just had to tell you guys about that. But moving on to my main topic. Uh, I don't really have a name for this topic. I'll call it my rabbit hole. going to be a little over the place, but it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so in recent news, we know that Brittany has been freed from Yo. her conservatorship. <laughs> her conservatorship started in February 2008 and it was just listed November 12th, 2021. Cannot do that quick math off the top of my head. That's a long time. That's a long time, a long periodically time. And if you don't know what a conservatorship is, basically it's just a court appointed guardian can manage your finances and your daily life. It usually occurs people who have like physical disabilities or mental mental disabilities usually happen with old age or you know they develop a disorder. That's kind of usually where it happens. But as we know, Brittany, her father was her guardian and basically didn't let her do nothing. Like Brittany basically like disappeared for a hot minute. And so I didn't really want to go with too deep into that because there are so many good documentaries about it out there. You can look on Netflix. Oh, is it on Netflix now? I know there's on Hulu. You can find them on YouTube, all those different types of things. But I started thinking about what other celebrities had conservatorships. Oh boy, what you about to say? <laughs> The one that was popping up the most was Amanda Bynes. Oh boy. And I have always been a fan of Amanda Bynes. You know, Amanda show, she's the man, hairspray, big fat liar. You low key do give me Amanda Bynes vibes. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the hair. I don't know what it is. Maybe the point. Oh, <laughs> you give me Amanda Bynes vibes. I loved her. Like, I remember my siblings, we used to sit around and watch Amanda Bynes. The, I mean, the Amanda show whenever we were kids. And we loved it. We would stay rehearsing the little scenes. I'm Well, so I always loved her. And basically, Basically, I started looking into kind of her conservatorship a little bit, and she basically kind of went into retirement after 2010, She after she wrapped up filming Easy A. And I know at this time, a lot of people started seeing her posting on Twitter, like really weird things. And she said something about Drake, I think something yes. about like giving Drake fellatio, allegedly, I don't know. <laughs> I can't confirm that, but I know I've seen the tweets. Yes, there was some, she was so like, everybody was like, what is going on, girl? Like, 
it was she was acting a little different and then that's when we started figuring out that she was struggling with substance abuse in 2013 she got a dui and that's whenever her parents were like girl we're putting you under this conservatorship like we gotta control this and i know that she um an article did state that she started abusing adderall i don't know if that was her drug of choice but she was abusing adderall at a point and which was really sad to me was that she saw adderall advertised as the new skinny pill and was like Oof. i need to get on that and so you want to know something about amanda Bynes? she struggled a lot after easy a because people pointed out a lot that she had gained weight mm. after easy a and that was something that affected her self-esteem a lot. Yeah. And you know, in this time too, like being skinny was very popular. I do think it's kind of shifting a little bit now. 2010s, girl, you gotta be, 2010s, yeah, you had to be skinny. Now, slim fit with your cuter. <laughs> so in 2017, her conservatorship did end. She did not have the same type of experience that Britney Spears did. You know, Britney Spears' father was very controlling, but Amanda Bynes' parents, I believe it was specifically her mother, not her percent sure, but she had a different experience basically amanda was like 2017 girl i'm trying to get married so she asked her mom to end it and she did apparently she was doing really good with her mental health and she had stopped using substances her mom lifted it um that's whenever i learned that amanda has been a childhood star been in the limelight since she was six years old so then here's where my topic kind of switches again <laughs> <laughs> I started thinking about all the childhood stars who kind of quote unquote went downhill. I don't really like to use that term because what I mean by downhill is basically a lot of these stars who kind of began to struggle with either substance use mainly, which as we know is a mental disorder. It is in the DSM-5. Period. The diagnostic statistical manual, whatever, whatever that is. <laughs> Psychology. Um, major okay. Order. Educative. <laughs> Degrees. Um, Yes. So I started thinking about all the childhood stars that started using the substances, something that we were aware of. And so some that really came to mind, you know, like Lindsay Lohan, Orlando Brown. Daniel Lindsay Lohan Brown. is my twin. Birthday twin? Yeah. I was like, y'all look nothing like, um... <laughs> Jesus. But I started thinking about all these stars and I was like, girl, what is wrong? So I literally was started looking at what causes um, these kind of things for these childhood stars. So I, I even started looking up at academic journals about this. Like I was getting serious. Okay. Late at night and I was like. Diverse the research. <laughs> Period, let me pull up my um, research skills. So basically what I found were that these childhood stars getting in the, you know, acting, singing, whatever it is, basically one of the reasons is they're kind of hampered to an extent as well as overly protected because they are usually either the money makers for the whole family or they're just making money in general. And mm -hmm. so their parents are kind of protecting them in that way. Not only their parents, but also like their managers and things. And they're not taught like the basic life skills like laundry, cleaning, scheduling time management. And they can't really socialize with peers their age unless they're usually on set. Mm. The fame and the wealth that they get, it provides them greater opportunities to engage in risk-taking. Imagine being that young and having the money that these young children and teenagers are having, like, I would wild out too. Imagine being this age and having that money. I should wild out today. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, where y'all want to go? You really can't blame them. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> they, were, they were kids. Yeah. 
And some of like like I know like the um the Olsen twins, they started when they were literally babies. Yeah. The house. Like <laughs> and now they're not even acting. Like they I'm pretty do they have like a fashion line? Like they're I mean they've they definitely dipped into the um modeling world. Mm-hmm. So they definitely have their kind of like, you know, toes in that water, but and basically if they're singers anything like that their work schedules are very fast paced sometimes they'll work 12 hour days they don't have a normal schedule and whenever they're working and on set usually they're around a ton of adults Mm. if they're an actor you know you got the director the sound people like makeup artists hairstylists they're around a lot of adults Mm. even if they're on a show with children they're going to be working around mainly adults and whenever you're around adults you're exposed to a lot more things yup drug use when you're around adults you're going to be around drugs can fall to the the victim of assaults abuse um Mm. i mean there were child stars back in the day that used to get all types of different drugs so that way they would keep them up and like Mm -hmm. keep them working animated um allegedly i've seen you know documentaries where allegedly they would give amanda Bynes drugs to keep her that goofy adorable america's sweetheart amanda Bynes that we love that's over the top crazy and we think she's over the top crazy because she's a, a young energetic girl Mm-hmm. But can you imagine? I mean, this could be any childhood star. Yeah. I mean, God forbid, but let's say you give a little girl methamphetamine. Yeah, you're going to have you a good TV show mm-hmm. full of energy, I'm sure. Okay. I'm, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> a little bit of booger sugar. Yeah, you're going to have you a whole six seasons. <laughs> yeah, so. I know there's a lot of drugs involved in the show business. I mean, there's movies about the drugs in the show business for a reason. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and not only just, you know, being in the show business, being around adults and everything, also they feel the pressure to be perfect. Um, yeah. I know a lot, of, allegedly, a lot of stars do not handle rejection very well. You know, as a child, especially whenever you start so young a lot of times you're given roles because you're cute and energetic not necessarily that you can act you know that eventually as long as you have the right look you might just go ahead and get the part so eventually when you get older you haven't had those good um classes and you start getting rejected you're going to be a little you're going to be a little angry and you know the show business moves honey they're going to have to find a new young person exactly (laughs) come and replace it real quick yeah and so um and not only that you as a being in show business you have a lot of fans you have a lot of haters you're seen by millions of people so that's going to come with a lot of criticism they're going to feel judged they're going to have self-esteem issues and you know a lot of people use drugs um to cope with those type of things and also not only do they feel pressure from their their um fans and their you know managers directors they also feel pressure from their parents i can never pronounce his name correctly but the guy from home alone macaulay Culkin. Culkin. <laughs> macaulay Culkin. i always want to call him matthew mcconaughey and i don't know <laughs> that, is not, that is not matthew mcconaughey those are two completely different people but i always want to call him that like <laughs> What was his mother thinking? <laughs> Macaulay. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> but, she was know, making bank off that Macaulay Culkin. Don't play with her. Well, up until the age of 15. So, um, apparently in an interview, um, he stated that 
by the age of 10, he had already achieved everything his father wanted from him. Dang. <laughs> you know, he started, I don't know exactly what the age he started, but he started young. He was young, yeah. Home Alone. That was the first thing that I remember him from, but I'm sure there was other things. Um, but yeah, by the age of 10, he already achieved everything. Like, <laughs> so allegedly this caused his father to be very jealous of him. And apparently his father would physically and mentally abuse him. Wow. According to the article that I read. Um, so obviously this was very hard for him. And eventually at the age of 15, he was emancipated from his parents. And his parents lost control of his $17 million fortune. Wow. Um, this is at 15. You have this much money at 15? Like, Baby, I could, sp- I could spend a million each year. No sweat. He has a million dollars for every single year that he was born. Like, and what an extra two on top of that. Exactly. Like, <laughs> dang. Like, being that young, having that much money, yeah, you gotta be doing some risky things. Yeah. Then I like think about the Jackson family. Um, you know, Joe Jackson was whipping them boys. <laughs> Why did I laugh at that? Ooh. I think it's a it's a cultural. It's like not funny. Abuse is not funny, period. But I mean, it's like a cultural taboo right joke yeah. <laughs> of Joe Jackson <laughs> to be abusive. Yes. So allegedly, and I know this is a um, conspiracy theory. Um, some people believe it, some people don't, but that Joe Jackson um, chemically, chemically castrated Michael Jackson's voice so that it will stay high. So he would have a higher pitched voice. He can hit those high notes. I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? I've never heard that before. I heard that before. And then I, I saw an article and like, apparently his doctor like confirmed it. I don't know. Allegedly. Obviously, we don't trust the doctors. We don't. Okay. And later on with Mr. Michael Jackson. So okay. Um. However, that is what I read in the article. Don't know if that's true. Conspiracy theory. Don't cover me, Mr. Joe Jackson. You know, you're probably not alive. Um, hey, not, nah, but you know, Joe Jackson will come from the grave. Yeah, I know that was a big family. They're all going to be coming for me. Um, um, but dad. Yeah, so things like that, the parents like doing things or controlling the children so they can keep getting that money. And you know what? I started thinking about how now we see this a lot in like family vloggers and tiktoks family little tiktok they be using the kids yes oh my gosh do you think that tiktok like youtube babies are like the next child stars that's literally my next question oh snap okay i have a question for you though oh okay what if you had a what if you had a child mm-hmm. and like just it wasn't like you pushed them to be a child star it just like one day boom my child just became a star how would you feel about that well, personally, I mean, after doing this research and kind of seeing everything that comes into that, I mean, I would want to support my child and whatever they want to do. However, whenever you become a celebrity, you're a celebrity for life. Period. <laughs> and I just don't think children can really make those decisions. Like, I mean, obviously we need childhood stars. How you want to have like childhood movies and things like that. We need those stars. However, I think you have to approach it in a way that you are supporting your child, but protecting your child. Do you think there's a correct way to do it? 
I mean, I'm not confused. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we got a lot of examples on how not to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. We have a lot of examples on how not to do it. We don't have many of them how to do it. How to do it. You need to, like, give your child the most normal life you can. I mean, there's Zach and Cody. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, Zendaya. Look at her. Zendaya. Yeah, Zendaya. She's cool. She's doing good, you know. Yeah, she's doing great. I'm sure she has her struggles like every person does, but. Human. Yeah, you know, she seems to be doing good. It seems like she has a supportive family. You know, she stays bringing her families out and about. So I think there's right ways to do it. Obviously, there's been a lot of success stories, but a lot of these parents do not care about the kids. Do not be caring about these kids. Especially when money is involved. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was really thinking, like, are we going to see these same type of effects on these childhood YouTuber stars and TikTok stars? and Because you remember... There was that YouTuber, I don't want to say her name because she's already been dragged through the mud so much. Say her name. But that one YouTuber who accidentally posted that unedited version of her child, like she was trying to force her child to cry. I know you lying. Yeah, like apparently their dog was like at the vet and like was sick. I don't know if it was it was sick and died or if it just died or just sick. I don't know. But basically the child the dog was in the vet. The child was actually crying, but the mom was like like trying to make him cry even more so she can take a picture for the thumbnail. What in the hell? She was like like and she posted it. She didn't mean to like she deleted it after, but she literally was like, No, like this, like uh, like cry like this, like make the face. Like no. <laughs> And you remember that one YouTuber who like beat her dog? Yes, I see that. I feel like there's so much going on behind the scenes. Like I know that there are family channels who like do it right. Like if their child doesn't want to film, they don't have to film. But I know that there's YouTubers out there be forcing their children to film. And TikTokers that be forcing them. So I wonder if we're really gonna see the same effects whenever these social media children grow up. You know, I used to watch like I don't know if I don't know if anybody's listening is familiar with like the Shaytards. The Shaytards were like this YouTube family back in the day. I would say I have not seen any of those kids pop off. Mm -hmm. And I will say like I used to watch when those kids were like young, like younger than me. I was already like 14 years old. So I would be surprised and honestly shook to the core if one day I was like on Instagram and it was like oh baby tart or like the like the daughter or one of them was just like oh like look at them but i don't know the shaytars they're kind of banned from the internet because the father uh got caught up in a cheating scandal which was so shysty because let me tell y'all the father used to be fat like big he used to be big and the wife was always pretty and they the father lost all this weight and he cheated it was and it was like it wasn't even like discreet cheating it was like all up on the internet. (laughs) All of the internet type. There's no way. There's no way you could be famous and cheat. People want to ruin you. Yeah. Yeah. People already already lying probably that you're cheating. You know. No author actually do it. Like, they don't even prove. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just really curious how the effects we're going to see whenever these social media children are growing up. Um, that's the question on the on the Instagram. If you see the poll, um, what do you guys think? Or how should I go? How do you guys feel like the new TikTok age stars are going to grow up? Do you think they're going to be like our childhood stars, like our Raven Simones and our um, Macaulay Culkins? Or do you guys think they're going to probably phase out and just be regular people at the end of the day? I have to say, though, I think they're going to be a different breed. 
because childhood stars i feel like we we used to see them like on the news but like if we had like tiktok childhood stars start tweaking out and like getting crazy we're gonna see that on the timeline i feel like i know like someone i was watching a youtube video the other day and they they were talking about how like you rarely hear about celebrities anymore like it's all about like social media people yeah and like I can low-key see it like on my Snapchat. Like, you know, I don't I don't be like getting on there like that. But you know, on like a little subscription page on Snapchat, it's all about YouTubers and talkers. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, I'm tired of seeing them. Like I'm tired. It'd be the same people though. Basically to wrap it up, if you're gonna have a childhood star, don't be greedy. Good luck, Charlie. <laughs> don't be greedy with it. Don't be greedy. Speaking of Charlie, she was a childhood star. Charlie. From Good Luck Charlie. Oh, from Good Luck Charlie. Dumb. Yeah. Well, I hope Charlie. I think I've seen a picture of her. She's like a little bit grown. She's not grown, grown, but you know, she's a little older now. She's like cute. a little teenager. Yeah, like a little preteen. Yeah, a little <laughs> She cute. But you know, speaking of um mothers and fathers, um, we got some mothers and fathers over here to talk about. Okay, y'all. So last week I had some music I was news. Trying to give you like a, a way to you swung it. You swung it. Yeah, you I swung it. That, I was gonna think of um, what the, what how the lyric go? She should have with Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start with your mama. Yeah. <laughs> she should have whipped you. Yes, y'all. <laughs> we are talking about the new Summer Walker album, Still Over It, y'all. Still Over It. Still not over it. Because we still over it. Let me tell you what, y'all. Summer Walker came out with her second album, Still Over It. Taylor Swift and Summer Walker are the only female artists to chart 18 songs on the top 100 simultaneously, y'all. Shout out to SZA. SZA and Summer Walker's song, No Love, debuted at number 13 on the Hot 100. It's Summer Walker's second um, top 20 hit, and it's SZA's fifth top 20 hit, which I'm surprised because Summer Walker actually has some really good songs. Not all the good songs get to be, you know, Hot, one, hot 100 and top 20, whatever, but whatever when i first listened to it i was drinking me some wine you know it hit different with that wine i was Whoa. what kind of wine you was drinking Lauren? Stella Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you was drinking that Stella Brown. <laughs> this album was so raw and so specific and i think that's why i love this album so much you get all the tea it's kind of like beyonce's lemonade album but like the baby mama version um, it's it's very like yeah. let me tell y'all about good description thank you <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's very like he cheated on me but it's not like the lemonade version where we got back together and we're all in love it's like the i still hate him <laughs> and let me tell y'all why <laughs> i'm still mad <laughs> um i love this album because there was some london on the track type beats um but and london on the track is summer walker's baby daddy but it's really interesting how we kind of get this summer walker before london on the track type of vibes we also get this like introduction to summer walker after london on the track i read an article stating that summer was asked about all her london on the track type beats london on the track posted on instagram saying you get recognized for a diss track or this album about you and honey let me tell y'all summer walker went on the record to say and this is not me, this is Summer Walker. She said, 
London on the track did not produce a single beat on this album because he was out here cheating on me. Them other dudes was making the beats in the studio. She said, there's no way he could have been making them beats because he left me alone the whole pregnancy. I said, Summer, air him out. It's just something about a man who will leave a woman during the pregnancy. During like, the pregnancy. If y'all don't work out, y'all don't work out, but you just not even gonna support her. The pregnancy. Like, child, that is 50-50. That's your that's 50-50. It's it's really like 80-20. So you need to put your 20 pretty heavy. Okay. Um, I will say in the beginning, before the album came out. The first single was X for a Reason featuring City Girls slash JT. I did not like X for a Reason when it came out. I I was kind of like, girl, this was kind of corny. But it it was upbeat. It was giving dance. It was giving cute. But I was just kind of like, Summer, I thought you was going through something. Like, what is this? But now that you listen to the whole album all together consecutively, uh, X for a reason is really that song because it flows, it goes together. If you could have chose a different song for her to like post first, which one would you like dropped first? Which one would you? Mm, the first song, which is also my favorite song on the whole album, is Circus. I think Circus is a really good one. It's very like it's a good solo song, and I feel like it like shows good storytelling. It's like a lovesick type of song. So mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been good. And I feel like it would have gave everybody the, hey, y'all, remember me? I'm Summer Walker. I'm that girl who does the R&B thing for real, for real. But I'm okay with Extra Reason being the song that came out first because I feel like it kind of threw people off because they didn't know what to expect. But when mm-hmm. you walked into the album, you understood it. Shout out to all the features on the album. First of all, shout out to Cardi B because if it wasn't for Cardi B, giving that little voicemail talking about Summer, Put their business out there, Summer. If they want to make money off of you, you make money off of them. Because Cardi B set it off. Cardi's so messy. Cardi's so messy. (laughs) Cardi's saying, you know what? If they're going to air you out, air them out too. And and Summer Walker said, honey, I understand the assignment. (laughs) That's exactly what she did. did. SZA was an amazing feature. Her verse was so killer. She said, if I do it all again, I will give you 10%. You deserve like half of that. I'm going to need my money back. Those bars alone, if that didn't give you shivers, that was crazy. (laughs) Ari Lennox feature, I feel like I should be in a dimly lit club that's somewhere in a basement smoking a cigarette, drinking some wine as I'm hearing all that jazz music. Beautiful. Omarion. Omarion. And Summer Walker on Screwing. Y'all. Wow. And that song is so beautiful. You don't even realize how nasty it is. You don't realize that's real art. Yes. That is real art. That is real art indeed. I'm not gonna lie. I was playing that for my boyfriend's little sister. And I didn't, like, I wasn't even, like, clicking that this song was not appropriate. And she was like, what? And I was like, oh, my bad, girl. Like, <laughs> I can forget you speak English. Like, I didn't know what to say back there. Like, <laughs> You know, kids, they like to, they, kids are too smart for their own good. They don't know how to just appreciate things. So, like, girl, just, just listen, like, <laughs> listen to the song. <laughs> Screwing, it just hits you so different because Amorian's voice is so gorgeous. Summer Walker floats on the whole beat. The beat takes you just to a different place. Um, 
some honorable mentions. I'm not going to go over the whole album, but Session 33 is so soulful. It's so beautiful. Summer Walker and Adele kind of released their albums a little bit close to each other. And I feel like I feel like Session 33 is kind of what um, the Adele song is. So Session 33 kind of gives me Adele vibes because Session 33 is just Summer Walker and the guitar and a beautiful voice just doing their thing. Just like how Go Easy On Me is just Adele and the piano doing their thing. Amazing. If you want all the tea on this album, I would suggest listening to the song that has Cardi B on it and Fourth Baby Mama. Fourth Baby Mama is the song with all the tea. Summer Walker talks about <laughs> London on the tracks, um, Mother. She talks about the baby mamas. Summer Walker even addressed Young Thug in the song because apparently Young Thug and London on the track are out here racing each other to have the most baby mamas. It's crazy. Um, I love Young Thug. Young Thug actually responded back with a middle finger, a little Snapchat, and was just like, F you, Summer Walker, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, I don't think he was serious. I don't think it was. I think it was in good play because I think even Young Thug could take a joke. (laughs) Like, okay, yeah, me and your baby daddy, we do be be out here. (laughs) The only critique I have to say is... Dirt's line. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so... Toxic. Toxic is a really good song. I, mm-hmm. I have to admit, Toxic is actually a really pretty song. And I think Little Dirk has a really nice voice. It's like, mm-hmm. it's really smooth. And like the first time I listened to it, I didn't realize it was Little Dirk. But y'all. Well, why he have to open up like that? Why? Why did Little Dirk say, I put my hand in her pants, not for the smell, but to see if it's wet enough? Yeah. I thought he killed that. Y'all, he killed that. the first time I heard that, I had to take the headphone out. I said, <laughs> oh, what, what, what did that man say? What, what, I, play back. But, you, <laughs> but you know what, after listening to it and sitting on it, you actually have to appreciate the artistry one, but two, imagine, imagine a man put his hand in your pants just to sniff it how how disrespectful is that but if you're trying to see how wet enough it is that's actually a really caring gesture but it's the fact that you went i put my head in the pants i was like whoa where are you finna go with this (laughs) enough of this now i was like whoa okay (laughs) okay the left turn is starting to look like a little 360 we're doing donuts (laughs) the left turn it was going left but honestly, after listening to the album like 20, 30, 40 times, as many times as I have, every time that part come on, I really be hitting hard because I hate it so much that I have to say it. You know, every album has to have those One, couple of wild lines. Wild lines to really get you going. I definitely think that was a wild one. I definitely think the, your mama should whoop your ass. Is- I want to say what your mama, she should whoop your ass. I will say one of my favorite songs was You Don't Know Me. Oh my That's God. You Don't Know Me is so sad. It's such a good storytelling, I will say mm-hmm. though. And like, I'm not, like, I'm in a happy relationship, but you know, I was gonna be like, You Don't Know Me. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not even in a relationship, but it just had me thinking about everybody who don't know me. <laughs> and you know what's funny? 
what? straight men hate this album. Straight men help you hate this album? Yes. Because they're responsible. Because every time I play any of these songs in front of my mans, they're responsible. Come on, shut up! Cut this off, man. Why are you, why are you mad? Like, meanwhile, <laughs> that is your ass for reason now. <laughs> reason now. <laughs> it really is just bops on bops. I'm so proud of Summer Walker for turning dust into diamonds. I'm so proud of. The outcome of this album, I'm I've been a Summer Walker fan for a hot minute. I'm not gonna lie though, there was a girl on Vine. Her name was Summerella, and I used to get Summerella confused oh with Summer Walker. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, Summer. you know who I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> Summerella can sing. Summerella can sing though. Yes. Summerella can sing. She's funny. She was funny, but she could sing. Um, I, I haven't heard much from Summerella recent, like as of recently. Yeah, me. Um, but. She really do got vocals, but Summer Walker, I used to get that confused. But once Summer Walker started coming out with more music, I feel like she kind of separated herself from any other summers. And then once she came out with the, I just need some dick, I was like, whoa, this summer, Summer Walk the dogs, bitch. <laughs> summer, summer Walk these hoes. <laughs> this is Summer Walker, honey. Last album was fired too, like, the last, I will have to say, um, both versions of playing games, when that song used to come on, and I used to not like the Bryson Tiller version because I was like, let Summer do her thing. But then once I really started <laughs> listening to the Bryson Tiller version, I, them last few runs at the end of Bryson Tiller part, when he said, you will always be my baby, that, that, that kills it. That puts, that's the bow in the coffin. I'm trying to think about what like my favorite song was from that album was, but I just, just it's not. a lot of good ones. And I actually went back and revisited that album over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say also too, I think it's really smart. I think Summer Walker is just a smart girl, even though she do be on some weird stuff mm-hmm. on the internet. But I think mm-hmm. she's smart for titling the album still over it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because London on the track was a very big influence on Over It. And this, but at the end of the day, this is Summer Walker's story to tell. So if she's still over it, she gonna let you know, I'm still over it. And let me tell you what I'm over. I'm over the baby mamas. I'm over this knuckle. I'm over all of y'all. I'm over y'all in my business. We love her music. She do be wildin' though. She do be wildin'. I hope the baby's eating. I hope the baby is okay. Oh, you know what's really funny too? The song Insane, I like the TikTok trend for the song Insane, where people will put like something crazy. Like I remember somebody made a TikTok and it was like, they had the song Insane in the background. Somebody was talking about when my teacher gave me an F, so I created a face, a fake Facebook profile and messaged their spouse and made them seem like they was cheating and just all this craziness. I was like, oh my God, I, I love this for her. I love this. You deserve the TikTok spins, the radio spins, the Spotify streams, like Summer Walker Girl. This was an R&B album. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say of the year because Jasmine Sullivan came out with a good EP, girl. I love R&B and we needed a good album. We needed a good album for R&B. And this was it. She gave it. 
All right, guys, this is going to be the end of our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Glad that you guys could come laugh with us. I hope you guys stream some Walker's album. Give her a listen. First of all, stream Jody Badass, because y'all know that's my cousin. Stream Jody Badass. But stream love. stream No Love, y'all, because No Love is really that song. Fourth Baby Mama, go stream it. And stream Circus. Run that one up. If your kids become childhood stars. Ooh, child. Listen. Protect them kids. Protect them kids at all costs, please. Mm-hmm. All right. Remember to always diverse the tea. Bye.